Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job. I'm Connie Ackeson, and this is episode 17. I do not doubt my mother knew it. Welcome to Happiness and Inside Job, the podcast for those who are ready to stop hiding behind a mask of indecision and excuses and are ready to drastically upscale everything about their life using Christian values. This podcast is for those who understand happiness is not dependent on anyone around us. Real happiness is found as we understand our thoughts and are willing to part with those that are not leading to desirable results in our life. Anything is possible if we are ready to give up habits that are comfortable and familiar and exchange those for habits that will transform us to become our best future self. Hang on for the ride of your life as we explore how to make those changes one step at a time. This is Happiness, an Inside Job, and I'm your host, Connie Ackeson. With Mother's Day just around the corner, I'd like to take opportunity to dedicate this podcast to my mother, the woman who gave me an example of what being a mother is and who taught me everything I know. But first, I'd like to take a second and thank you for being here and for sharing this with all your friends. If you haven't taken the opportunity to do so yet, please go on iTunes and leave me a rating and review. Also, join me on Instagram at Connie Coaching. This podcast is once a week, and Instagram is at least once or twice a day with intentional thought ideas and just positive and uplifting quotes to help you direct your thoughts in the way you want them to go instead of letting your brain hijack you. Its purpose is to help us all live intentionally and intentionally choose the thoughts that we want to allow to be in our heads. As you listen to this podcast about things that I have learned from my mother and how they have forever impacted my life, I hope it will remind you of lessons that you've learned from your mother, and I invite you to come to my Instagram and leave a comment and share that with everyone so that we can learn from your mother as well. All right, for those of you who know my sweet mother, really understand that raising four girls and a little boy was probably not the dream job she had imagined it to be in her head. I know that some days she just scratched her head and thought, I have no idea what to do. One of those times was definitely when we got caught sneaking out of the house. Now, we weren't always the sharpest tools in the shed, and we had this fun adventure planned with a couple of friends. We had this elaborate game of ninja planned with them. And Mary and I were going to leave in the middle of the night when they knocked on our window and we were going to dress in black and we were going to prove to them that we had better stealth skills than they did. Now, clearly we didn't, but a girl can dream, right? So Mary and I, after the knock came on the window, Mary and I dressed all in black and we were standing just outside the sliding glass door in the basement when we realized we had set ourselves up for a trap All they had to do was hide in the bushes, and they had the upper hand right off the bat. As we were trying to figure out how to turn the odds around for ourselves, our mother opened the door and invited us back inside. Now, at first, we were mortified. It told her how innocent the game was, and my mom taught us some very important lessons. She said, girls, it's a matter of safety. I have to know where you are and who you're with. If you want to leave in the middle of the night, tell me where you're going and who you're going with and what you're doing and leave through the front door. But don't ever, ever, ever sneak out of the house again. 
And with that, she invited us back to bed and she slept on the floor in front of the door so as to make sure we didn't leave. Now, it turns out those sneaky boys, all they did was knock on our windows and go home and go to bed. So it's really a good thing that we didn't wander around all night looking for them. We would have felt really foolish. Now, we did take my mom up on her offer to leave in the middle of the night, but whenever we did, we never snuck out again. We always told her where we were going and who we were going with. Now, I think communication with her kids was my mother's first line of defense. She knew that the more information she had, the more knowledge she had to make decisions. She will be the first to tell you that she would volunteer to drive every and any carpool whenever there was an opportunity. That uncensored information, that chatter among friends as they talked about their adventures of the night, right as they were being driven home, that was priceless information that could be obtained no other way. Not only did she learn information like who was crushing on who and who had kissed who, but she also could see how we interacted with our friends, how we treated our friends, how our friends treated us, and where we fit into the social hierarchy. It really gave her priceless information on how to deal with us, how to guide us, and how to help us. Now, she also made sure that she was available when we walked in the door from school. She'd have snacks for us, and she'd listen to us just talk about school. Again, that was one of her trump cards. She realized early on that when we got home from school is when we were the most chatty. It's when we were the most free with information, and we would just chat and chat and chat as we ate her yummy food and tell her all about our day and who did what to whom and... She had the unplugged version of exactly what was going on. These are two habits I've definitely tried to copy from my mother. I sign up for every carpool I'm available for, and I do everything I can to clear my schedule when my girls walk home from school so I can hear all about what happened in their day. Not only do I tell them how much I love them and how important they are to me, but I try to show them with my time. My mom will tell you her biggest accomplishment as a mother is that all of her kids undoubtedly know how much they are loved by their mom. One skill I would say my mother has mastered is that of making everything look like a game. Now, she's a preschool teacher, but I'm telling you, those preschool teacher skills have served her well throughout the years. Now, the truth was she couldn't stand to see us sitting around all summer on our butts, but the strategy she used was to make it a game. She helped us sit down and make summer bucket lists. This was essentially a sheet of goals for the summer, but she made it sound a lot more exciting than that. And anytime she saw us sitting around doing what she considered to be nothing, she would pull out that list and she would help us find something to do. Now, with five kids on an Air Force salary, we had money to meet our needs, but not a lot of extra. So anytime we wanted to learn how to do something, or anytime we really wanted anything, we DIY'd it. Now, if Pinterest would have been a thing back then, our lives would have been much easier. Instead, we just had to figure it out. When we all decided we wanted permed hair, my mom did not have the money to take us all down to the beauty salon to get our hair permed. So we bought the rollers and we bought the solution and we learned how to perm each other's hair. And I'd say we weren't so bad at it. 
Now, I've already mentioned that my dad was in the Air Force, so every four years we would move. And every time we moved, we wanted to make that house our own. So we learned how to be professional wallpapers. Now, we didn't know anything about wallpapering the first time we did it, other than that wallpaper was hideous and it could not stay. So even if it meant all five of us scraping it off with our fingernails, we got it off the walls and figured out how to paint them. Now that I'm a mom, some of their sneaky little tactics are coming to light. I used to believe that we didn't have the money to pay a professional to come in and do it, but I have since learned it was very possible they just took it upon themselves to teach us how to do things for ourselves, and I'm so grateful they did. Now, I'm not saying I was super grateful at the time when we were covered in paint, and I'm guessing my parents weren't very grateful when their carpet ended up covered in paint. But in the end, we all learned how to work hard. Now, another lesson I learned from my mom that I'm very grateful for is not to fear making mistakes. During the summer, one of our projects is that we would go shopping. We would pick out the clothes that we wanted, and then we'd go to the fabric store. We'd find the patterns, we'd find the fabric, and we'd go home and spend the summer making them. Now, it would have been a lot cheaper and a lot faster for my mother if she would have just bought the clothes off the sales rack, but she believed in investing in people and investing in talents. And we spent the summer sewing, and she was the professional unpicker. Every time we made a mistake, and they were not few between, she would get out the unpicker and keep us going. My mom is a teacher by profession, and the most powerful lessons she taught us were through her example. She didn't just tell us what to do. She got in there and did it with us. She didn't just tell us to go clean the toilet. She was in there showing us and making sure that we knew how to do it right. Now, as a mom now, I fully understand that it would have been a lot faster and a lot more efficient for her just to get in there and do it herself, but she knew that we were worth investing in. For her, it was a long-term investment, and I hope she feels like it paid off. Okay, another really important lesson I've learned from my mother is that she's never above apologizing. For those of you who know her, you know she's really great, darn near perfect, but none of us are quite perfect, and she taught us that that's okay. It's okay to be imperfect, and it's okay to apologize when you've made a mistake. So my brother, Michael, recalls one time when she made a mistake, and he got really upset with her. He says, she came in my room, sincerely apologized, and asked my forgiveness. I was mad, and I said I didn't forgive her. Mom was rarely stern, so her reply took me off guard. She calmly said, Michael, I have done my part. This sin now lies with you. Then left my room. After pondering on those words, I came out of my room and gave her the apology that I owed her. It was a lesson that I'll never forget, because she was patient and kind, even when I was not. All right, so I think my love of self-help originated with my mother. She was always trying to improve herself and be just a little bit better today than she was yesterday. And she was always trying to help us learn how to communicate better. In fact, when we were upset with somebody, we were only allowed to use I messages. We weren't allowed to say, well, my sister did da-da-da-da-da-da-da. She, she wanted us to tell her the story in first person. That was the only version of the story she would accept. Now, also, she tried really hard to never make things about herself. 
She told me that in any situation, there are multiple stories you can choose to tell yourself and that you should always choose the story which leaves the other person standing in the brightest light. Now, she was an example of what she taught. Now, one day she was teaching a primary class and one of those cute little innocent girls said to her, okay, she might have been my little sister, said to her, mom, your nylons are really hairy. Now, my mom, instead of choosing to be offended, chose to understand that she was a sweet little kid who didn't quite understand what she was saying. So instead of choosing to be offended, she chose to make light of the situation and replied, Oh, very few people have the hairy nylons because they're so much more expensive than the smooth ones. And promptly she got right back to her lesson. What a gal. She can always turn things around. All right, so... I went on a mission to Antofagasta, Chile, and I'm telling you, it is by far the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Now, I entered the MTC in mid-January. I actually arrived in Chile towards the end of March, and by the beginning of May, when it came time for my Mother's Day phone call home, I didn't know if I could make it another day. As I started complaining to my mother, she knew exactly what to say to stop me in my tracks. She wisely said, Connie... It is not a commandment for you to be there. You can come home anytime you want. Now that was it. I am not a quitter. And the minute she suggested I quit was the minute I stopped complaining. All right, now education has always been important to my mother. Whether she was being formally educated or not, she always kept reading books and learning and improving herself. Before any of her kids were born, she got a master's degree. In fact, my sister came just a few weeks early and almost made my mom miss out on the opportunity of giving her valedictorian address. Luckily, the doctors let her out of the hospital long enough to give the speech that she had prepared. After being a stay-at-home mom and raising five kids, she went back to school and got her doctorate degree. From there, she went on to have a full career as a college professor educating teachers until she decided to retire. My sister Mary says of my mom, she is an example of what is possible. You really can have it all. It just doesn't always happen in the order you have it planned in your head. All right, one of my mom's favorite quotes is, the Lord loves plotters. Now, I don't know if plotter is even a real word, but what she means by that is the Lord blesses people who keep going and don't quit. Sometimes life is hard, and that's okay. It's part of this human experience here on earth. My mom recalls, sometimes she came to church and all she saw was the foyer. She was walking the halls with crying babies, but every week she was there. She said, sometimes we're really feeling it and getting a lot out of it, and other times we're merely showing obedience. My mom is obedient. She was at church every Sunday, no matter how many screaming babies she had. We had family home evening, family councils. Sometimes we lovingly referred to them as family home fights, but we always did them, and family scripture study. My mom taught me obedience by her example. She's not perfect, but she never settles for less than her personal best. Another thing that's very important to my mother is family history work. She's very involved in genealogy, and she has done everything in her power to keep the stories of our ancestors alive for us. My sister Debbie recalls mom scratching her back as she fell asleep at night while telling her stories of her ancestors night after night. Knowing who you are and where you come from is a powerful tool in helping kids develop a strong sense of self. 
Now, my mom writes weekly emails that started as missionary letters, and now she sends them to everyone. Each week, she writes a letter that's a short snippet of faith-promoting stories from the lives of her ancestors, from she and my dad, and from the lives of her children and grandchildren. She is trying to carry on a legacy of faith and determination and not quitting. The scriptures also contain some pretty powerful examples of our ancestors. In Alma 27.12, Ammon is praying for help, and Heavenly Father directs him, Get this people out of this land that they perish not, for Satan has great hold on the hearts of the Amalekites, who do stir up the Lamanites to anger against their brethren to slay them. Therefore, get thee out of this land, and blessed are these people in this generation, for I will preserve them. One thing I think is so fun is to take the scriptures and to make models out of the scriptures. Now, you guys are familiar with the model, and if you're not, go back and listen to podcast number four, the parable of the judgmental jerk. All right, let's take a look at this model. The circumstance here is war. Their thought is the promise that God gave them, that he would preserve them. So they have the thought that God is going to preserve them no matter what. Their feeling is courage. The actions they take are they pray fervently for help. They're honoring their covenants with exactness and never lift a sword again. And they follow the commandments exactly as they're told. They follow their prophet and do exactly what he tells them to do. Now, the results that they get are that they were not just preserved once, but twice. The first time they were preserved by leaving and going to live with the Nephites. The second time they were preserved through their son. Okay, now remember this model as we fast forward a few years. Now they've lived peacefully for a few years, but then things are starting to heat up again, right? Now the fathers still have a covenant in place with God to never take up arms against another. Their level of commitment to God in keeping their covenants was so great, they would not even open a window to breaking it. 100% obedience was the only acceptable level of showing commitment to their God. Now, this is how these boys were raised, by these fathers who stood for nothing less than 100% commitment and exactness to their covenants that they had made. Now, in Alma 5721, we learn the caliber of the boys that these parents raised. When they say, yea, and they did obey and observe to perform every word of command with exactness, yea, and even according to their faith, it was done unto them. And I did remember the words which they said unto me that their mothers had taught them. Okay, let's take a moment and look at the model for the sons of Helaman. The circumstance again is war. Their thought is that if they keep the Lord's commandments, he will preserve them. Their feeling is faith and courage. Their actions are they fight valiantly. They give it everything they have, and they obeyed exactly. The result they got was not one of them died. Many were injured, but every single one was preserved. And in Alma 56, 47 and 48, we learn, Now they had fought, yet they did not fear death, and they did think more upon the liberty of their fathers than they did upon their lives. Yea, they had been taught by their mothers that if they did not doubt, God would deliver them. And they rehearsed unto me the words of their mothers, saying, We did not doubt, our mothers knew it. Let me offer to you, it is no coincidence that the model that the parents lived by is so similar to the models the boys lived by. My friends, never ever underestimate the power of a woman. 
There are examples over and over in the scriptures of women and their powerful role in history. I am so grateful for the example of my mother. I have learned so many lessons from her, but some of the most important ones and most meaningful ones to me are that being a great mom isn't about being perfect. It's about being present, being consistent, loving unconditionally, teaching by example, and being willing to laugh. And by far, the most important lesson that I have learned from my mother is that she has unshakable faith. I have no doubt, for my mother knew it. Please join me again next week, and until then, please go to my website at www.happiness-aninsidejob.com. There's so much good information on there. Also, please share my podcast. The word can only get out as much as it gets shared. And please join me on Instagram at Connie Coaching. And please don't be shy to schedule your free consultation through my website or through my Instagram. And, and let's take a look at your thoughts and how they're affecting the results you're getting in your life.